Howdy. Howdy, partner. <laughs> partner? <laughs> I haven't heard you say howdy in a while. Yeah, I don't really know where that came from, although my mom did say it last week, so oh. maybe it was just in my head. I don't know. Hi, Megan. Hi, Michelle. Um, This is Prosecco Theory. Here we okay. are again. To talk about some hard-hitting <laughs> things. Here's the thing. Right now in the world, there is some absolutely awful, horrible, difficult shit going on. And yes, there is. that is not why anyone tunes into this podcast. No. So recognizing the frivolity of what we're going to do right now, mm-hmm. I think is important. Yes. And maybe it gives you a little escape for half an hour. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. It's not lost on us what's happening in the world. Yeah, like, what the fuck are we even doing? But also, I don't know anywhere near enough to speak on any of that. And that's not why people come to us anyway. I'm not sure we're the right people to be throwing out opinions on all that anyway. Absolutely not. So instead, let's throw out our opinions on girl math. And girl dinner. And boy math. And and all the things. All these other videos you sent me today. But we need to go back to the beginning. It all started. <laughs> it started with girl dinner. Should we define yeah. what that means? Yeah. If you are home alone and you don't want to cook and you need to eat something for dinner. Right. Get something in your body. Yeah. How many times in your life have you grabbed like a handful of grapes and a couple slices of cheese, like a pickle mm-hmm. and some crackers? So many times. And that's dinner. Right. Sometimes my kids will ask, they call it snack dinner. Right. They'll say, can we just have snack dinner? Because you really can fill up on that stuff. It's not that bad for you, (laughs) depending on what you grab. It's just easier. I think that if I didn't have children to feed, I would eat like that all the time, probably. I would just graze. Yeah, I certainly have done a lot of that. And in my house, nobody eats the same things. My eldest will eat more things than my youngest and... I can eat anything that either of the kids will eat, but they don't eat the same things as each other. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, I will eat anything that fits in my mouth. (laughs) I mean, that's not wrong. I don't know why. (laughs) That's not entirely wrong. (laughs) With few exceptions. Yeah. Anyway, because of that, I end up cooking two or three different meals on any given night if I'm going to cook something. And I'm like, fuck this. So I end up making like big batch things that I can eat for days. Some of those big batch things are things that one kid will eat and not the other. But that's why last night when you guys were here and I made carne asada tacos, I was like, I feel like I've hit a home run when I make something that everyone will eat. Well, I guess your son didn't eat it. No, he did not. Everybody except him (laughs) ate it. I made him grilled cheese. But yeah, anyway, so the snack dinner thing has happened a lot in my house for years. And growing up, we did the same thing. My parents both worked full time, Mm -hmm. cooking dinner every night, you Mm -hmm. know, as a full time working parent. You're like, okay, so it's 9 p.m. and we're finally getting dinner on the table if we're lucky. Mm -hmm. Or you could be like, here is a plate with apple slices and Ritz crackers and some cheese and some salami. It's sort of like in Cody's house. They call it make your (laughs) own. My mom used to call that seek and ye shall find. Mm. That's what we would have for dinner some night she would say the whole phrase seek and ye shall find perfect and it basically was go fucking find something or a lot of little somethings and put it in your mouth and don't bother me so it's like you know you get a little fancier and you've got charcuterie exactly right how many times have we made the mistake when hanging out with friends Um. where we're like we're gonna have a charcuterie appetizer and then we're gonna have this big meal later and then we eat so much fucking snacks and crackers and cheese and salami or whatever and and then we're like, who wants dinner?
dinner. No one wants to do that now. Right. It's so full. Yeah. Anyway, it began being called Girl Dinner in May of this year when a showrunner's assistant who was out of work because of the writer's strike posted a video on TikTok. Her name was Olivia Marr. Mayor, probably M-A-H-E-R. This article from the New York Times says she was extolling the virtues of a humble, medieval peasant-inspired assemblage that she called girl dinner. Your hunk of bread and (laughs) your slice of meat. Exactly. (laughs) It took off because it was so fucking relatable to so many people, not just women. Oh, yeah. There's this other gal. Her name's Alana Laverty. She is a food content creator who lives in London, and she jumped all over the phrase girl dinner. Mm -hmm. She said she started making snack plates for dinner during the summer when it was too hot to even think about, like, turning on the stove. Like last year, though, right? Yeah. So she said, I feel like cooking full meals just gets so repetitive and exhausting, especially in the summer. When dinner came around, we would just pick up one main cheese (laughs) or one main protein and get a fresh loaf of bread and throw it all on a plate. It's really a normal way of eating for me now. Yeah. And I'm like, I could get on board with that. You know, I recently found myself like, I think I did too much charcuterie. I remember at one point this summer, you're like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I could use a break from cheese. And I was like, who are you? I don't even know. But I definitely overdid it a little bit. And I was like, I need a salad. (laughs) Like, Just (laughs) give me a big salad. Yeah. There's also this. I mean, all of this gets gendered as we're going to discover, but... Which is annoying. Yeah. But there was a quote from somebody named Seema Rao. She's an art historian from Cleveland. And she said, the idea of cooking dinner was historically women's work in the home. So you go from a position where the production of the food is what makes it good and makes you a valid woman to the idea that having food is what makes you a valid woman. There's all this shit around the relationship between women and food. So many women withhold Or have disordered eating. Not to say that there aren't men who do the same thing. Sure. But typically... There's more societal pressure on women that results in that. Right. And so I kind of love that this is a whole thing about celebrating women eating. Sure. I love that. There's also a lot of talk in media, certainly with younger people right now, about the word girl at all. And how it's really kind of reductive. Because why are we calling grown women girls? Mm. But there was another article from Vox by Rebecca Jennings that said, woman dinner is sad. (laughs) The phrase evokes an image of a tired lady having already fed her spouse and children, eating the last scraps of whatever was left over before shoving the plates in the dishwasher. (laughs) Nobody wants to eat woman dinner. Girl dinner is crucially fun. (laughs) It does seem crucial. Yeah. Women on TikTok know what they're doing when they dub their meals girl dinners or coin terms like hot girl walk. They know that people will always care about what girls do because girls are not yet women and therefore less easy to despise. <laughs> girls are Jesus more... Christ. I mean, all of this comes back to misogyny and all that bullshit, which I promise I won't go down that rabbit hole. But girls are more available for consumption, you, and girls Ew. have more available to them. In other words, women on TikTok are thinking like the marketing teams at Simon & Schuster, analyzing the data and determining which cute name for an otherwise uninteresting habit or aesthetic has the most likelihood of going viral. Good God, that was depressing. <laughs> Just yesterday, I was talking to you about a scene from a show involving two women in their 50s, and mm-hmm. I used the phrase, they were going to have a hot girl summer. Yep. Not because I think that they're young girls, but it's just a term that, you know, is associated with some kind of behavior. It's become part of the zeitgeist. (laughs) I love that word. So then where did girl math come from? 
So girl math is a term that came from a TikToker at Sam James with a thousand S's (laughs) after it. And she posted this video in August of this year. She said, I know we've been talking a lot about girl dinner, but I really think we should focus our attention on girl math. I got a Starbucks today that was $4.90. Anything under $5 feels like it's pretty much free. (laughs) Girl math. Returned something at Zara for $50. Bought something else that was $100. It only cost me $50. Girl math. Mm -hmm. Even tickets that I buy months in advance. I show up at the concert and I'm like, this was a free concert. Girl math. Yep. (laughs) It's silly. None of it really makes sense, but it makes sense in terms of behaviors. Well, and it goes far beyond money, really. It's just all the little ways that we justify and rationalize things to Mm -hmm. ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And we kind of recognize the ridiculousness of it. For sure. A hundred percent. I agree. Just yesterday, we were talking about groceries and how fucking expensive they are. I feel like I'm talking about that every day. I know. It wasn't just yesterday. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. But I'll do things like buy in bulk when something's on sale, even if I don't need that much of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not concerned about how much money I just spent on it. I'm proud of myself for how much money I just saved Which is on exactly it. how they want you to feel. I know. Companies do this shit to us all the time. They mm-hmm. want us to feel that way. There was an example of like if you make a return at a store and they're like, we can offer you cash or store credit. And of course, they want you to take the store credit because that money stays on their books. When you come back and use that gift card or whatever, you're probably going to spend more money. Right. Because you feel like it's free money. Right. You're like, I just made money out of this. But no, you didn't. So very (laughs) early on, shortly after this podcast was born. I believe it was the third episode. Right. We talked about cocktail math. Cocktail math. Which is something that I made up. Because we will so readily go have, you know, a night out and like get a couple cocktails. Cocktails might be like 15 bucks a piece or whatever. Yeah. But then you're looking at a shirt and you're like, "Mm, do I really want to spend $30 on this? And then I'd be like, but how easily would I spend $30 on two cocktails? Yeah. That shirt is basically two cocktails. I can get it. Yeah. And that's cocktail math. (laughs) It's pretty much the same concept. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, what would this money mean to me in another context? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. basically. And if it's like, well, I would be spending this anyway, or I already spend $5 all the time on this or that or whatever, then it doesn't count. Like you said, however you can rationalize, justify it. And it's a silly game, just like a funny thing that people had to turn into a big fucking war on the internet, like fucking everything else. Yeah. Enter boy math. Well, hold on. Let me jump back for just a second, then get to the boy math. In an article from the Washington Post by Michelle Singletary, it has a couple examples from a TikToker that they did not name. It says, you're losing money if you don't purchase something when it's on sale. You're losing money if you don't spend enough to qualify for free shipping. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to spend $15 on shipping, but I'll spend $40 more to get free shipping. I just did something like this yesterday, not shipping, yeah. but I was, <laughs> I just got a text from my daughter. Mm. She can clearly hear us. Girl math is women trying to justify their financial decisions to society because they feel as if people would judge them otherwise and tell them they're making poor decisions. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) 14-year-old. Anyway, just yesterday, I put in a grocery order pickup, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't very many things. And it kept saying, add another $10 to, you know, avoid this additional charge. It was like a $3 charge. Instead of just paying the $3 charge... I went and added like 15 more dollars worth yeah. of stuff so I wouldn't have to pay that $3 charge. But I still think that that okay. makes financial sense because the $3 goes to nothing. Yeah. Whereas the $15 goes to product that you will consume. 
That's true. I am going to use all those paper towels. You are. <laughs> okay. So this Washington Post article says, kidding aside, girl math represents the type of mental accounting many people do, guys included. It's how we compartmentalize financial decisions. It's also how we justify overspending. So like your daughter was just saying. There is a man, Dan Egan, who's the vice president of behavioral finance and investing for Betterment. He said, mental accounting is a facet of human psychology. It is not necessarily good or bad. It's that we keep money in separate little mental accounts that exist only inside our head. And those mental accounts lead us to act very differently when thinking about spending or saving. So all of these little silly examples that we have been giving, and here's some that aren't even money related from an article for CNN by AJ Willingham, timing your hair washing so it lines up with weekend plans. I do that. Recognizing that if you wear a cute outfit, but no one important saw it and you didn't get a picture, you didn't really wear that cute outfit. Or you can wear it again tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. These are all things. Which have nothing to do with math. No. it's justification. It's just the whole thing is about the rationalization and the justification, right? right? There's a disability rights influencer named Amani Barbarin who said, girl math is essentially the recognition that time, convenience, and money are interchangeable currencies. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So enter dudes. All of the women who were posting about this stuff and the people commenting about how relatable it was and that, you know, oh my God, I'm not alone. I I feel this way too, blah, blah, blah. And dudes were like, oh my God, that makes absolutely no sense. You guys are so dumb. Mm -hmm. And then I don't remember who tweeted it, but somebody's like, I'm so glad the women woke up and chose violence because the (laughs) tweets in response, like the boy (laughs) math stuff is fucking spot on and hilarious. So again, this sort of reminds me of two fourth graders on a playground yelling things at each other, a boy and a girl. Yeah, but one of them is like, you're dumb, you can't add. And she was like, I wasn't trying to add, you idiot. I was making a joke. (laughs) Here's some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Boy math is how five feet, 10 inches measures six feet. (laughs) Yep, can confirm. Boy math is being afraid of gold diggers when you only have three pairs of socks to your name. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy math is putting on a jersey with another grown man's name on it every Sunday while mocking the Bayhive. That's fucking right. <laughs> like all these fucking assholes who are so mad about Taylor Swift being excited about football and getting other people excited about football. Mm-hmm. While they don't see the irony in what they're doing, being excited about football. And they're like, the Swifty stuff is so stupid. It's like a cult, blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? Whose name's on your back? What the are other you thing doing? that's funny about that is that men were like calling her a gold digger because he's an NFL oh, football player. She is 25 <laughs> times as rich as him. She has so much more money than he does. So much. It is hilarious that anyone would even think that that would be her motivation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Unreal. Here's some more. These are so fun for me. (laughs) Boy math is giving your baby mom $107 a month in child support and thinking it funded her trip to Aruba. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh, here's one from House Representative Ilhan Omar. Boy math is never raising the minimum wage, but still expecting Americans to keep up with the cost of living. I love how this has made its way into politics now. Uh Well, these are young with it, you know, representatives. Yeah, yeah. Because AOC had one too. Mm -hmm, I saw that. Boy math is needing 15 attempts to count the votes correctly to become speaker and then shutting down the government nine months later. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, oh, I like this one a lot about our friend Elon Musk. Oh, I think I saw that one. Boy Math is paying $44 billion for a $25 billion company and, through business smarts and entrepreneurial know-how, turning it into an $8.8 billion company. (laughs) (laughs) But he has his own platform to say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, that no one's listening to anymore. (laughs) Oh, my God. This um, HuffPost article by Elise Wanschel. Wanschel? 
It says, although boy math posts sometimes also involve numbers, they have generally taken on a more cutting tone by emphasizing the ridiculous ways some men rationalize being hypocritical, sexist, entitled, and emotionally immature. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't do math, ha huh, ha. Huh? Oh, yeah? Well, <laughs> you treat people like shit and you're an emotionally immature man child. <laughs> Just weigh those out. Oh, also, some more of the sexist. Totally. Somebody tweeted the whole girl math, boy math thing will go down in history proving that women are funnier than men. I love it. I saw that too. Because the girls have some sick burns on these. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, like, let us have our fun. Right. Everybody, like, these women were just fucking around, having a good time, making a joke that everybody was in on. And the guys were like, oh, you're dumb. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I just don't understand how every little thing has to become so fucking polarized. I don't know. It's just... Everyone's ready to fight at all times right now. Mm-hmm. It's just... But then yeah. there are still those people that don't listen to all that noise and they still can see the joke and have fun with it. Like you yeah. were sending me additional videos where people were making up other things like yes. gay math, corporate math. What was the other Narcissist one? Narcissist math. Yeah. Which to me just sounded like gaslighting. It's what it is. I found uh, religion math, like Christian math. Religion math. That was funny. Uh, Republican math. You know, I did go looking for Democrat math as well, just to even it out. And I got to say, there wasn't as much content there. (laughs) Well, your content may be a little curated. Oh, absolutely. On my For You page stuff. Yes. But if I go searching, it's available. It should come up. So I don't know. Anyway, to your point about things being polarized, there's a sociology expert named Mary Louise Adams at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. And she said, what I read through this trend is that people still do feel like they live in a profoundly gendered world. They assume and their experience confirms for them that women and men approach the world from quite different positions. And this is from that CNN article. Uh, the author says, unfortunately, the relatable axioms of girl math found their way onto parts of the Internet that, well, didn't get it. <laughs> Groups of people started criticizing these innocent jokes as if a single quip about mysterious desire for free shipping indicates deep financial illiteracy or that the circuit. <laughs> Cutest logic women admit to very occasionally using affects every serious decision of their lives. That's pretty spot on. It is. There is a finance professional named Austin Brown who said to the Wall Street Journal, and this just cracked me up because it's like these trivial little things that dudes will be like, I can't believe you'd spend 15 extra dollars to get $5 free shipping, you know. Mm-hmm. But then this guy says, I've seen men spending $8,000 on triathlon wheels because it might save them a millisecond. And I've seen guys spend $3,000 on new golf clubs because it might save one of their strokes. <laughs> like the the scale is much different. Right. I was just talking about this with some gals that I was on a work trip with because we were talking about how their husbands get all worked up if they go shopping and they spend like $100 at five different stores. And it's like, what the fuck? You spent $500? But then they'll go buy a brand new car or something. And that's $30,000. But they probably got a really good deal. So it's okay. They saved money. And, (laughs) and, you know, they're going to drive it for years. It's it's all about justification, right? So yeah. Anyway, so this other article you sent me was really interesting. It's called Girl Trends and the Repackaging of Womanhood. Oh, that's the Vox article, right? Oh, yeah. It kind of grabbed me in the beginning because it says, what kind of insufferable girl are you? Mm -hmm. My TikTok algorithm asked me the other day. So they talk about femme cells, someone who's pathologically unlovable because she's a radical feminist. Is Uh, it like the opposite of an incel? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Coquette. 
as in someone who wears bows and listens to Lana Del Rey. That's very specific. Or blogger, as in me. (laughs) That's what the author said. They're talking about all these made up what she calls micro trends involving the word girl. And so she talks about like girl boss and girl math, rat girls and, you know, (laughs) shit like that. Then she says a solid percentage, if not most of the people participating in and discussing girl trends are women, which therefore makes it feel slightly infantilizing and icky. Like, why should 30 year olds care what type of girl they are? Shouldn't we have figured ourselves out by now? So then she goes on to talk about this SNL sketch. Oh, yeah. It's really old. (laughs) But I actually fucking remember it. It's hilarious. It's got Bill Hader and Emma Stone in it. And they're talking about like ridiculous things that teenagers do. Dangerous to teens. You know, they're like exaggerating it. Like they do everything on SNL. And they're talking about trampolining and like all all these words that they make up that aren't like a real thing, but like get everybody all jacked up about it. Mm -hmm. And she said, this is sort of what all trend journalists journalism feels like to me these days a single video goes viral some people start talking about it the media picks it up and suddenly it's used as fodder for the kind of lowest common denominator broadcast news segments where old people marvel about how foreign young people have become (laughs) and it's not a coincidence that it's almost always young women they're referring to here even though the thing that they're talking about isn't even really happening on a scale that's by any measure newsworthy. Mm -hmm. The result is a discourse that ends up basically amounting to girls equals wrong and or stupid, even when half the time the original video was made for people who already knew it was kind of stupid or meant to be a joke. Exactly. It's the whole point, right? We're being silly. We're having fun. Right. Let us have our fun. It's like everything has to be so like picked apart and attacked. It's just it feels defensive to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, calm down. We're talking yeah. about charcuterie. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to eat a slice of cheese and four pickles, okay? <laughs> I just want to get my latte for under five bucks and feel proud of myself, exactly. okay? I just want to feel like I'm saving money when I buy a lot of things because they're cheaper when I buy them in bulk. Mm-hmm. That's the same author that talked about how woman dinner is sad. <laughs> it, it, it kind of reminds me of... You know, when guys go out and do stupid shit with their boys, you know, somebody fucking breaks their collarbone or they do shit that they're probably too old to be doing. And people are like, "Ah, boys will be boys, you know, I hate that saying, but it's kind of similar, though. It's kind of like people are dismissing it because it's like, yeah, they're just like dudes having fun, like doing their thing. What the fuck ever. I mean, isn't this kind of the same thing? Hmm. I think that's a whole other episode, The Boys Will Be Boys, because I think that excuses and dismisses a lot of very bad behavior. Well, they might say the same thing, like, oh, so you're excusing and dismissing, like, making poor financial decisions. I'm not saying I support this. I'm saying it's a response that you could get by just saying, like, oh, it's something cute. It's girl math, you Mm -hmm. know? Sure. No, I get that. I'm just the, I think that, you know, the things that are being excused and dismissed by saying boys will be boys are often catcalling and well, I'm not talking about that and, kind of but stuff. you know what I mean I'm thinking about like riding a four-wheeler on the edge of a cliff and then being surprised when you get hurt that I think kind of stupid stuff. people will be stupid I, I'm, <laughs> in my generally. mind I'm picturing like things that men are doing entirely siloed as men not involving women yeah I think you're immediately thinking of like boys will be boys like men harming or threatening or scaring women or just being fucking angry and entitled yeah yeah and that's not what i'm talking about okay well because when you say like 
girl math or girl dinner, whatever. You're completely focusing on just women behavior. You know, you're making it like super binary. And so. Well, no, I mean, that's part of the point, though, is all these people are saying, like, we're calling it that because it's funny. But anyone who has these tendencies, it's not like only girls can have girl dinner. (laughs) Anyone can grab a plate full of snacks and call it a meal. And they do. (laughs) It's just that someone decided it was a funny thing and made a joke about it. Weirdly, the gal, Samantha Jane, I think is her actual name, who came up with the girl math thing, said that when she looked into it, and I don't know what the definition is, maybe we should look it up, but the term girl math got put into Urban Dictionary in 2010. Hmm. So now I want to see what that says. Oh, okay. Entered on February 12th, 2010 by username Eyes. Girl math, when a pair of cute shoes retail at $89 and you find them on sale for $29, you did not save $60, yet this means you have $60 to spend. (laughs) (laughs) So this has been a thing for a long time. It's just TikTok is newer than that, I guess. It's a reboot. Right. Girl math, the reboot. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, here's another one from April of 2010. It is when you put an expense in terms that a girl can understand. Ew. Okay. I don't like that. If it costs $300 to get your brakes fixed, that is four pairs of shoes and three tubes of lipstick in girl math. Okay. It's a little bit like cocktail math, actually. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Cocktail math is not gendered, though. No. I never meant for cocktail math to be gendered because anybody can count the price of something in cocktails. Everyone needs to look past the names of these things because they're not actually gendered either. Anybody doing these things. girl math girl dinner dinner. (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's got a gender in the name Mm -hmm. whereas cocktail math only has delicious cocktails and you know what math happens to me a lot is like feminist math what chauvinist math feminist oh i was like i mean sure (laughs) yes and also i'm like okay so it's 9 30 p.m i can't start a movie now so I'll turn on the show instead, and then I'll watch, like, 14 episodes of the show. So you go to watch, like, three movies. Right. Like, time. no, I can't watch a two-hour movie, but I'll watch four one-hour episodes of a miniseries. You dummy. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Well, part of it, though, goes to intent, right? Like, yeah. you don't intend to watch so many, but you get sucked in. Well, I tell and then myself you're like, Wait I don't. a minute. It's yeah. two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I have to work tomorrow. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Do you have any weird things like that? Like that make no sense, but somehow they justify in your head? Besides cocktail math? Yeah. Um, I mean, those actually make sense. (laughs) Well, I feel like I'm constantly evaluating increments of time in Mm -hmm. my head. You know, if I need to be somewhere at a certain time, I'm like, well, if I do this for 10 minutes and this for 15 minutes, and this should only take like seven minutes, and I could probably still get there in time and then... I'm on a work call longer than I expected or something. And I'm like, okay, cut out that thing. Do that thing. Oh, my God. It's just I'm constantly like Jenga-ing. Yeah. Is it Jenga? No, it's Tetris. Tetrising. It's like a Tetris of my schedule every day. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. That stresses me out just thinking about it. I have the opposite problem. <laughs> and I've now learned that this is something that's very common um, in people with ADHD. So just one more piece of evidence for me (laughs) that like if I have something to do at four Mm o'clock and it's noon, Mm -hmm. I don't have time to get anything else done. (laughs) 
Because you have to be somewhere in four hours. Yes. And I can't fucking explain it to you, but there are people listening to this that know exactly what I mean. Okay. I promise you. It is so bizarre. And I'm always like, what's wrong with you? Why? Yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm like, I know. oh, I have four hours. I can do 17 things. Yeah. And then we're at the like three and a half hour mark and I've gotten like six of those things done. And I'm like, darn, I guess I can't do it all. Committed to being overcommitted. That's right. Story of my life. That's our Megan. Still don't have any merch that says that. I know. I have been horribly uh, slow on the new merch front. Um, perhaps I will make that a priority sometime I'm soon. I'm not shaming you. Okay, thanks. You're really busy getting ready for stuff that's going to happen <laughs> in four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly, it's that's something that stressed me out a lot. And knowing that that is a common thing mm-hmm. has made me feel a little bit better mm-hmm. and has helped me combat it a little bit. Because I'm like, nope, my brain's lying to me. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that that's not some failing on my part, you know, mm-hmm. it's been helpful. And not that it's fixed it by any means, but it's well, definitely helpful. You know, I have the opposite going on and I don't think that's any better because and I'm just driving myself crazy trying to jam in a million different things that need to get done. You make the rest of us worry about you. Oh, Sorry. No, I, just, I have a lot of stuff to do. I know, but like sometimes when I have a lot of stuff to do, I just don't do some of it and the world goes on. Mm. It's fine. <laughs> you know? Well, you have different stuff than I do. For sure. Yeah. But there are times when you're like, I have all these things I got to do around the house. And I was like, or you could, you know, not. <laughs> like it's okay <laughs> to leave it messy for a while. Sometimes I do. That. I know you do. Anyway, <sighs> I just care about your health and well-being. That's all. Anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> If you have a weird calculation that you make in your head to justify shit, let us know what it is, because this shit's fascinating to me. It's also fun, which is what it was originally intended to be. Okay, well, we had a long one last week, so we're going to cut this one now. Yeah, we got to go watch FBoy Island. We do have a new obsession Katie to start. Thurston. Our girl Katie Thurston from Bachelorette fame, who is a local gal. She is on the newest season of FBoy Island, which we've never watched. Which is also stupid and fun. Right. And we're still going to enjoy it. That's and right. I'm sure there's people all over the internet that are like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck them. Go worry about that because I'm not going to. I'm going to go watch Hot Boys on FY Island. That's right. We all have guilty pleasures, right? And quite frankly, it's not even a guilty pleasure because I don't fucking feel guilty about it. <laughs> it is trash. Other people think you should feel guilty. I, I don't care what they think. Like, they don't get to decide what I feel guilty about. Listen, everyone has things that other people would consider garbage that they enjoy. <laughs> Everybody does. And we take in plenty of intellectual content and important things. And sometimes you need a fucking break from that. And so you go watch F-Boy Island. <laughs> I don't even want to justify it. <laughs> I'm not trying to justify it. I'm saying that's the deal. I did try to watch Milf Manor. And I couldn't finish the first episode. I got real grossed out. What the fuck is that on? Netflix, maybe? Do you think we could be on Milf Manor? Are we Milf material? Now... Yes, we are MILF material. We could not be on this show because the way this show worked was that there were, I don't know, call it 10 women in Mm. their 50s and 60s, probably. Well, hang on. There there might have been a couple late 40s, and it might have been only as high as like 60. I can't remember. There were the same number of young men in their like early mid 20s. The catch was that every single one of the young men was the son of. Of one of the mills. Oh, that's right. 
That's icky. Then they had to do these challenges where, like, I literally only made it halfway through the first episode, and I was like, nope, no, nope. There was, like, when the women were blindfolded, and they had to, like, feel up the shirtless sons <laughs> to figure out which one was their own son. Oh no. Ugh, I couldn't do it. Oh, no. I I don't think I could watch Listen, that. Listen, <laughs> I can handle some garbage, okay? Right. I like some trash. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It was too much. Dang. Anyway, on that note, we're going to go have some food and watch some garbage. And, and guess what? A bunch of our friends are coming over to watch this garbage with that's us. That's right. Because we have a good time, goddammit, <laughs> even if it's trash. While we're doing that, you can find us online at Prosecco Theory. You can email us your girl math or what you like for girl dinner at cheersatprosecotheory.com. We are on Instagram at Prosecco Theory. Someday I will add new merch, and hopefully that someday will be soon on Public. We are also on Patreon. And please rate and review and subscribe and follow. Tell your friends and everything wherever you listen. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. And to sweet girl dinner.